All right. Hey, it's the Good Advice Show. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I want to welcome you to the show today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you've joined our humble little show today. And we're going to be talking about leadership today. It's a topic that uh, as of five or six years ago, it was the most invested in area of professional development where millions upon millions of dollars were being spent on an annual basis. And yet it seems like we continue to have stories of bad leadership, crazy bad leadership. In fact, Uh, you may even yourself have experienced a bad boss and have thought to yourself, why in the world is this person uh, given a leadership role? So despite all the things that we um, have probably personally experienced, what we're going to be doing today in, in today's episode is talking about a couple of stories of some leadership gaps in the fast food world. And it's something that there's been a couple of news stories that have popped up. I want to focus on them today. We actually don't have long for today's episode. Uh, I just wanted to squeeze this one in before we got too far into the day. Uh, But before we jump into today's show, today's episode, let's hear a word about one of the amazing businesses we like to talk about on this show. Be right back. Talk to you soon. Have you ever put out some content or run a new advertising campaign or tried to launch a service that you just knew had magic to it? And then you were shocked to find out that no one seemed that interested in it. Maybe even felt downright depressed thinking, what is going on? Is something, did I mistype something? Did something go wrong here? There has to be a reason why people aren't latching onto this. You know, those moments where you know you have lightning in a bottle and yet it seems like people just aren't getting it. Well, you might need to hire a marketing company that can help you take your business to the next level. I want to tell you about Acelity Marketing. They're the marketing company that B2B SaaS companies can count on, and they help them grow faster with bold sales and marketing processes that actually work. See, it's not about creating content and then praying that, please, 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 please let me have a sale today. It's about trusting a business that's actually different because they have over 10 years of hands-on experience working with B2B companies. And remember, it's the outcomes that count. The results speak for themselves. That's why I trust Accelity Marketing. Go to ExcelityMarketing.com to find out more. So somebody was asking me, uh, I guess it was this last week, they said, hey, how do you find your content for your podcast? And I said, well, you know, one of the things that I love about podcasting is I get to talk about things that I am incredibly passionate about which means that I don't actually run out of content very quickly. Uh, and in fact, one of like the random services that I offer people is that they can pay me a fee and I will help them start their podcast with them. Well, one of the things with this has been this conversation around, well, what the heck do I talk about, <laughs> which is understandable. And here I am, 350 episodes on the show Uh, coming up on five years of the podcast, and I'm still not tired talking about the things that I get to talk about on the show. Uh, And I guess that's, that's why this podcast has continued is, you know, because it's stuff I like talking about. Uh, Today is no different. I love talking about leadership. I love talking about management. And more importantly, uh, I love sharing bad leadership stories uh, cause they're everywhere. They're not hard to find, unfortunately. 
So like I was saying, somebody asked me last week, they said, Hey, where do you, where do you find your content? And I said, you know, I, I, it's things that I'm just thinking about. It's things that sometimes I'm working with through a customer. And then other times it is, um, something I see in the news and today's episode is no different. This is a bit of a niche episode because we're not just talking about leadership. We're talking about a lack of leadership in the fast food industry. And I don't, I don't think necessarily the takeaway from today's episode should be like next time you go out to eat, like we're just all evaluating how the fast food chain is doing. But there are some insights here when it comes to your business standing higher than your competition, catching the attention of your customers and ultimately creating a more valuable experience. I think that's what we're going to get to in today's brief episode. So let me share with you first this thing that I found this last week, this was trending last week on social media. This was a sign that was posted in a fast food restaurant um, with, uh, and I never know, by the way, if I should like full blown be like, this is the restaurant it was in or, or what, but uh, I will say this one appears to be a McDonald's fast food restaurant. Um, and Essentially, someone took a picture of this sign. I guess it was like in the management area. This would never be out like in the customer facing area. So this must have been like from like a back a back room or what have you. But anyway, it's and, and also for our listeners, this, this isn't to be condescending, but just to get everyone on the same page uh, with our listeners, um, there has been a real struggle in retaining employees. Honestly, since COVID, uh, COVID really changed the game, changed the landscape for hiring and retaining employees. Uh, we've had this talked about a number of different ways. There's been a number of different spins on it from the great resignation to probably most recently quietly quitting uh, to even even more recent to that, the same old adage of nobody wants to work anymore. And finally, as a millennial, getting a little bit of heat off of the millennials and onto Gen Zers of Gen Zers, you know, they're just so entitled, you know, whatever. This is like, if you haven't like read between the lines, this is this none of this is is new at all. Um, and I think I'm a bit tired of most of it, but that's kind of the context for this. So this this manager or supervisor put up this sign in this McDonald's restaurant, and here's what it reads. It says in small print, we value you, your growths, and your contributions. And then in large, bold, red letters, it says, this is a no-quit restaurant. And then the small print below that, because we feel that many situations can be resolved, it's the policy of the restaurant that an employee cannot quit until he or she talks to the restaurant manager or area supervisor. Um, and then it lists the store manager, the phone number. And then it says, if the issue still cannot be resolved, please call the area supervisor. Uh, and again, a name and number is provided. Uh, and this is in fact a McDonald's. I can see the signage, not just the golden arch logo, but also there, it actually says McDonald's at the very bottom of this sign. Uh, including which store it is. I don't know what's going on with the store. If I if I managed McDonald's, I would probably be calling the store individually to see what the heck's going on here. But all this to say, the TLDR, this is a no-quit restaurant. Now, imagine you're an employee, you walk into your job, and there's a big sign up. Don't worry about the small font because that really, I mean, come on, it doesn't matter. You see these this this large print that says this is a no quit store. 
This is a no quit company. This is no quit business. Or in this case, it's a no quit restaurant. Uh, this I mentioned was making the rounds on social media and this store got eviscerated and rightly so because it fails. The person who put up this sign fails to understand why people quit in the first place. But on the flip side of it, why do people stay? I was having a conversation at our Tuesday morning uh, growth group meetup, which is it's not a networking event. It's kind of like a mastermind, totally free event. I do it because it's really fun. I really enjoy it. But that's on Tuesday mornings at uh, 9 a.m. in Tawny Town at Red Kite Coffee. And essentially, we were having this conversation with someone who was having, I think, having a tough time with their employees or what have you. And there was some conversation around like what they care about. And this person sitting next to me, Brent Hale, uh, he runs Big Sexy Foods, an amazing business owner, really brilliant when it comes to just understanding how business works. Well, he asks, well, have you asked them what matters to them? And I think the person said yes. And that's really not even the point of the story. But the question, though, is something that I think many businesses today simply do not understand. What is it that your employees care about? Now, many people, and I've actually think, I think I've even said this on the show, that many people care most about money. And I say that out of the bias that there's people out there who can't pay their monthly, their monthly bills. They can't really get ahead. Uh, this is not an uncommon conversation on social media about the the um, growing cost of things compared to maybe like our parents' generation, what have you. So I think money is a major attractor for people. However, uh, it is not the only attractor for people we work with. For some people, it is a more flexible work environment. For some people, I have known people to say, hey, I would actually, if I could, I would ditch the work in the office gig for a less paying job if I could work a hybrid role or a work from home home role, or if I could have more time off in a year. So I think it's unfair to say it has to be money. But the bigger question is, do you even know what it is? Because many bosses have simply never had this conversation with their people before. So what ends up happening then is an employee quits, they come in, they quit, they no call, no show, which is a common way we say it in the restaurant industry. Uh, they no call, no show. Maybe they never come back again. You're the boss. You're feeling screwed. Um, you don't have the people to cover your shift. And the customers are rightfully angry because they can't, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> I don't know any of the meals on their menu. Uh, you know, the sausage biscuit took eight minutes instead of two minutes. So the customer is rightfully angry. But I think there's a real gap in the leadership world when it comes to the fast food industry, only because these are, these are people who are working with society's most vulnerable people. Vulnerable is maybe not the right word. It is typically, though, people who are working in the fast food industry are either... Uh, haven't yet advanced in their degree to be able to pursue, to pursue another career, 
or because of the nature of their circumstances. Uh, maybe it's a single parent who is working a number of jobs. For whatever reason, this is the job that they have. And so because of that, I have noticed because this is a vulnerable group, a vulnerable demographic of people, I have noticed that leaders who are struggling to lead in this aspect, rather than looking in the mirror and realizing I'm doing something wrong, I need to be better, I need to be stronger, I need to be a more effective leader, often the conversation becomes, what's wrong with these people? Um, what's wrong with my employees? You know, they're so entitled or worse, um, um, you know, flipping it on them in terms of their customers, uh, you know, um, asking my wife to stop throwing dishes across the kitchen, <laughs> uh, you know, um, thinking about the, those conversations that happen where like, I, for example, I, I heard a story, actually, it wasn't even a story. This was a direct conversation that was told to me of a person who wanted to take some time off and it was their time off to take. Well, the boss realized they needed them to stay because someone else had like quit or canceled or whatever, but they had already booked a vacation and the person was like, I'm sorry, I can't be there. Like I'm already, I'm on vacation. And the boss said, well, don't you care about our customers? And actually their customers who they serve were actually kids. Uh, well, parents obviously, but the product was for kids. And so the boss was like, don't you care about the kids? And I just thought this is so manipulative. This is so wild that, and, but see, this is often the norm is whenever it comes to effective or rather ineffective leadership, bosses are so much quicker to shift blame only because actually the way that I heard it described is someone was making a sarcastic comment, but it really resonated with me. They were saying that um, they were responding to someone like flipping the blame back on them. And their response to that was, well, that can't be true because if it was, it would, it would mean that it's my fault and I don't like that. And I laugh because this is so much how we operate as people and that it's very difficult to look into the mirror sometimes and realize um, there's actually a popular Simpsons meme uh, online of, I don't, I don't, I've never watched the show, so I don't know the characters' names, but um, there's a character who says like, am I out of touch? No, it's the, it's them who's wrong. <laughs> it's just so much easier to blame other people. So I look at this sign from McDonald's and I'm like, okay, they have a problem with people quitting. The issue, however, it's not the fact that there was no sign before. The problem wasn't that people didn't know you couldn't just quit. The problem is that the leaders of this business simply are not leading, which brings me into my next conversation. The next story that I wanted to talk about, somebody posted this, posted this, this last week, uh, worked for a Subway restaurant. So he gets a text at uh, 9.30 p.m. at night. 9.30 p.m. the night before, he gets a text from his boss. It says, hey, tomorrow you work from 12 to 3. They're having issues sending out the schedule. So apparently there was some issue with like the schedule getting updated or posted or what have you. Um, by the way, it doesn't matter what the issue is because it's unrelated to the employee. This is a boss's problem. So the boss sends out a text, 9.30 p.m. at night. Hey, tomorrow you work from 12 to 3. The employee 
who is a teenager posts, Hey, I'm out of town until Friday night. Uh, my parents took me because they saw my schedule and saw that I wasn't working. Uh, and then the person basically responds and says, well, the schedule hasn't been updated. People haven't gotten their shifts yet. It's been like, there's been some website issues, whatever happened, the version the parents saw who I assume the parents were trying to be responsible. The version the parents saw didn't have their son on the schedule. And so they took this, the son out of town. Well, so the boss sends a text at 9.30 p.m. at night, the night before, that says, hey, just over 12 hours from now, you're going to be working. I need you to come in. And what this person did, now, I don't, I don't know if this was the right call, <laughs> but I also don't, I don't necessarily think it was the wrong call. What this person did was this person posted this on social media and said, like, this is what my boss said to me. The, it, the, the teenager told his friend about it because it blew up on social media. He told his friend about it, who also worked at Subway, and his friend apparently told the boss, hey, this is happening. So the boss then messages the kid and says, hey, I got a tip and saw your post. This is so unprofessional. See me when you get back from your trip. Uh, and then when they met up, the um, employee was fired. Now, I, I in, in, in a way, I understand like it's not uncommon for businesses to have um, clauses in their, their um, job descriptions or, or rather their um, contracts or what have you around like social media and like disparaging the business. Like I get all that. But what I want to focus on is this whole thing of I'm going to send you a text, a text at 930 at night telling you to be at work the next morning. And this stuff's all over social media. And then the, the boss getting angry that the employee is like, well, I can't I can't be there. It's wild to me. And I really think there is a gap in not just the fast food world, but it's this is something that I, I don't think many of us are surprised by. Uh, I was talking to someone this past Saturday and Chick-fil-A got brought up and we were joking about how anytime I bring up Chick-fil-A, I have to give this disclaimer around like, I know some of you love Chick-fil-A and some of you hate Chick-fil-A, but despite the feelings you have about Chick-fil-A, the average, in fact, let's actually just pull up the numbers here because I haven't looked in a while. Uh, retention rate, fast food industry. Um, let's see here. Average turnover. It looks like the average fast food chain is going to lose between 30 to 40% of their staff annually, which makes sense if you think about it. If someone's a fast food employee, it's probably not a long-term gig for the most part. Just That's just a normative around this. So 30 to 40% turnover year to year. Well, do you know what Chick-fil-A's turnover percentage is? Like the, the number of people that quit? It's less than 5%. So regardless, regardless what you think about Chick-fil-A, they're doing something right from a leadership perspective. They're doing something correct from a leadership perspective. Now, I will say when I go into a Chick-fil-A, I have a wildly different experience compared to many other fast food restaurants. 
I think there's some intentionality there. And I think at the end of the day, it's a word that I, I don't want to overuse, but it comes up again and again and again. The power of intentionality and understanding that you have to be intentional with your people. That's all I got for you today, guys. Think about the, the magic of the word intentionality. It causes you to pause and really focus on the people who work for you. And I guarantee you, the moment you see them less as a cog in the machine and you start to become invested in what they care about, what they bring to the table, and more importantly, you're helping them along the way, you will be shocked by the people who are committed, frankly, not just to your brand, but especially to you as their leader. You don't need to be a drill sergeant or some charismatic person to lead people well. Frankly, you just got to care. It's easier than you think, but few people are actually doing it. Hey, that's today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you later and have a great week. See ya.